Hello again, it's the Good Darts Podcast here, the lowest quality podcast about the highest quality sports. We'll be talking the UK Open, the first ranking major event of the year. What's a major, I hear you ask? And why don't you shut up and leave me alone? That's what we say here at the Good Darts Podcast to that particular question. I've got a fascinating guest for you this week in Alan Souter, the sensational new tour card holder. We'll be looking ahead to the Super Series, the Premier League. We'll be looking back at the first four Pro Tour events, but mainly we're looking back at the UK Open. We're brought to you all by Low Six, of course, the people behind the PDC Picks app. I'm Dan Dawson. Wayne Mardell is figuratively, digitally alongside me. Uh, Wayne, Fun weekend on the source, watching the darts, winding up people on Twitter. Yes, yes. <laughs> very that. much, very all much. All that. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I really enjoyed the UK Open and uh, it, it was a tournament I hated to play and hated it. I, I Mind you, I, I was going to say I haven't got very good uh, memories of it, but I haven't got very good memories of, of many events. But I, when I played, it was always at Bolton and it was like... A, it was like a, a cattle market. It wasn't big enough. People had trouble getting to the boards. Uh, there was it was just constant hassle. And mm. you know what? It didn't suit me. It didn't suit me. But I really enjoyed watching it on on TV. I thought I thought ITV did a real good job actually. And the players the players helped because they were great. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about people not getting to their boards on time and stuff. We still did manage that with no crowds or anything and everything in I, one I, room. That was uh, only the one, admittedly. Uh, big up Steve Brown. Um, that yeah. that was, uh, what was he, amateurish, I think, was the uh, the quip I, I you spoke came to, up with. <laughs> I, I spoke to him shortly after. Did you? He he, he texted me, yeah. And it was like, uh, Wayne, he said, I, I, can't, I can't believe what I, I, I did, basically. He said, I just feel embarrassed. Uh, he's angry. And he just said, I feel all those emotions. I went, mate, I said, look, it, it's happened and, and that's it. I said, you you just take it on the chin and you move on. I said, but you, you just make sure you never never kind of do it again. But he, look, he, he knows he made a massive error. Jeez. He, mm. And when I said amateurish, obviously it was a it was a dig at mad darts and, and everything else, uh, the, the amateur side of, of the game. But... It was kind of just one of those comments, you know, when you're thinking, Steve Brown, Steve Brown did this. <laughs> do. Don't get me wrong. There's a million players. There's a million players on the planet that I can't name them all, but I'm sure that we all know someone where you expect them to not make their, their game. Yeah. Look, Steve I mean, Brown we, doesn't we, crop up for me. We've seen Cameron Menzies do it and you just go, ah, it's mad Cameron Menzies, the standard right. behaviour. Yeah. I'm, I'm astonished if, if mad Cammy makes it to the venue. Uh, yes. if he, yeah, if he doesn't make it to his board, then fair enough. Look, if, if if Cameron Menzies makes it to his own match, then fair play to him. That that's half the yeah. battle won, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. you know you're going to get entertainment when he gets there, but he's not guaranteed to get there. Steve Brown, particularly when, particularly when he's there guiding his lad John through the yes. world of professional dart. Don't worry, yeah. son. I'll show you how this is done. Oh what? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> I've missed it. <laughs> Dad, oh, Dad, no. <laughs> Dad, don't leave. Dad, yeah. come back. Dad, you're supposed to be on this board next to me. Turns out you're back in the room. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately yeah. funny. And as always, that is the best outcome. Um, what, what, what a weekend. I mean, there was loads of stories. Uh, let's let's start because I don't think enough was made of it, really. Um, Lisa Ashton, under an average, on TV, yeah. in, in a really good game. And once again, Aaron Beanie. 
not playing poorly by any stretch of the imagination. Yes. Lisa was just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. And she's only... I was having a look at this today. She's only 20 grand off retaining her tour card. Now, that I think that would be a bigger achievement than winning it in the first place. And if I she agree. did that, that would be incredible. I don't think it would be as... Because it's not... You know, you're not crossing the finish line or anything, are you? But if she does no. make it to the world and she does you know, pick up some more wins and then she's shown that she can, you know, she can throw those sorts of averages. She will win games. You know, yeah. 500 a grand here and there and pro tour events makes it to the world championship. She's She's got a chance of keeping her tour card and that would be enormous for, for herself, but obviously for the game as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on it. I, I I was watching a play and I was looking at the kind of the, the money and situation as well and it's yes yeah, she she's got a great chance of doing it i think and it's all about the worlds then as you said it's all about the worlds get to the worlds and and it will take care of itself i think but i i tried to kind of make a, a big thing about the way she played on on twitter i i don't think uh, this is no disrespect to, to fallon it keeps coming across this way to to those that kind of won't listen yeah, Lisa absolutely. is is a, a completely and utterly different human being to Fallon Sherrick. What Fallon achieved at the Worlds uh, two years ago was was incredible, unbelievable. Even mm. uh, Lisa's done different things. Uh, what taking uh, one and saying how great she is is not a slant on the other. And absolutely. do you know what? What her and Fallon have, have done for the game in recent times, and Makuru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And Bo Greaves, and there's a, there's a few more as well, and, and oh, I forgot, I apologise, but <laughs> Lisa, to have a, a ton average, a ton average is, is a milestone for any player, absolutely yeah. any player. And she did it on the main board, she did it, and this is the other thing. If you have a ton average against someone averaging 115, uh, you're likely to lose, but you'll have that ton average. She did it against someone that wasn't averaging more than her. She did it the hard way. She won yeah. six legs. She was she making the running. A, yeah. Exactly. She had darts at a double in, in uh, more than those six legs as well. So that was a real proper ton average. And do you know what? Full credit to her. But like you said, quite rightly, it, it elevates the women's game to another level. And it's like, hold on. This woman's performed like men, some men can't, some men haven't. Mm. And it, it, she's astonishing. She yeah. astonishes me all the time. It's a shame. It's a shame she's not 30 because then we could see her progress and, and progress further and further. But yeah, she's she's the, the, the wrong side of, of 40. But who knows how long she's she's got at the top of her game. We don't know. Exactly. And look, you're quite right. And just by bigging up one player is not detracting from another one. And what Fallon Sherrick has achieved, yes, she got enormous coverage all around the world. But that's because she won back-to-back games at the biggest tournament in the world where there's so much attention. There's there's certain sort of sections of the darts fraternity. Well, actually, I think you'll find that Lisa's achievements surpass that of Fallon's. Yeah, but not as many people were watching. Billie Jean King is not watching the sodding (laughs) She's not watching the UK Open. Billie Jean King probably doesn't know what ITV4 is. So it's not surprising. Are you saying to me me that the World Championships is bigger than the UK Open? It certainly gets more notice, Wayne. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe, maybe Billie Jean King absolutely bloody loves Minder. 
Yeah, and, and the professionals. <laughs> and she cannot bloody wait to watch them on a loop of a weekend. And then accidentally it strays into the UK Open coverage. Uh, and she sees yeah. Lisa go and be amazing. But look, the likelihood is probably not. Um, but yeah. the fact is, Fallon's done it in the when everybody was paying attention. And she performed incredibly. She deserves plaudits for it. Lisa is doing about it a different way. That's not to yeah. say that they're not both incredible achievements. And in their own ways, are doing their own bits for the, the women's game. Now, you can argue, yes. look, if Lisa does keep a tour card, she might end up qualifying for the World Championship twice through the Women's Series, and then there'll be people up in arms saying, oh, well, this isn't fair, is it? It's an easier route to the world, and she's kept a tour card and somebody else is not. I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. You can say it's about it's about growing the game. That's why we have international qualifiers. That's why we have of qualifiers course. for all sorts of things. It's about growing the game and getting the best. And if it drags in other players... You know, it's fair to say that Lisa Ashton is one of the people who will have inspired Bo Greaves. Now, if Bo Greaves goes on to become an even better and even more consistent performer than Lisa Ashton and can hold her own on the PDC Tour in future, or somebody else, I'm only picking Bo because she's a young female yeah. talent, um, yeah. then then this has done its job and it's helped grow the game. And That's more right. importantly got more girls into darts. We want to get people yep. playing darts. That's what it's about. Uh, but fair play, Lisa Ashton, stunning uh, one-off performance there against Aaron Beanie on the big stage, her first big uh, PDC win, and with 100 average as well, making a bit of history. Um, who else had a good weekend? I suppose Luke Humphreys is the obvious one to say. What a set of displays from him. About time. About time from the man. Well, you said it, didn't you? You mm. said he can't keep playing this. This was just last week on the Low Six podcast. You, you actually, you actually aired your views, and it was he cannot keep playing as well as he as he is without actually winning matches. Well, uh, the, the, obviously the Van Gerwen game stands out, and I feel for Michael a little bit. It doesn't <laughs> matter how well he plays at the moment; he can't win. Yeah. He, can't, yeah. <laughs> he just he... can't win. Luke was mesmerising. It was. You know when you look at someone play and you're thinking, oh, you're in trouble this league. You really need a 140-180 and then take out 87. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, all oh, right, he's done that in five darts. Superb. Right, oh, oh, needs a 140 here to leave tops. Yep, yep, does that as well. Just things that he was doing, the timing was brilliant, but you can only do things at the the... the that exact moment, if you've got that composure to do it, because he knows himself and he, he can get a little pent up, can't he? And he's had anxiety issues before. Mm -hmm. They seem to be kind of, he's getting over them or got over them. I, I don't know, but whatever. He's dealing Luke with them, is, whatever. On, he's honest, dealing he, with them. He came That's off yeah. the game against yeah. Chizzy, and I put this on Twitter. And it was I mainly put it on there because it was a, a an opportunity to use an analogy referring to Steve Beaton's headboard. But it was still a fact. Um, <laughs> he, he came he came off, and it was straight afterwards. I had to interview him for ITV, and he said, "Honestly, feel how much my heart is going." And I've never, ever felt somebody's heart go like oh, that. Really? It was almost like banging right, out okay. of his chest. Um, right. Wow. And he was like, "That's what anxiety can do to you." And I was like, "Well." Right. It didn't look like it. You know, it, it didn't. You dealt with that. But I think yeah. that's what he's done. I mean, we had him on the podcast quite early on, and he said, like, you know, I, I, I just, it's something I've got to learn to deal with. And it just seems yeah. like he's getting on and doing it. And even yeah. when he's lost a number of games in Pro Tour events and whatever, and, and the, the World Championship against Paul Lim, um, 
he's not used that as an excuse at all. He's just got on and knuckled down and tried to win games. He's not as won as many as he thought he should have, as he perhaps should have done, but it really did come together for him. And the, the performance against Van Gerwen in the semi-finals, I think, is in your first major semi-final to play in that manner against who he firmly believes is the best player on the planet, irrespective yes. of the rankings. I think that says a lot about Luke Humphreys as a dart player. I, and I really think it's exciting to see what might happen now. Um, because yeah. he'd never he'd never made a Euro Tour final. He never he never had to play so many games on a stage in one day, and to you know to go from a the quarterfinal into the semis and then straight back up there for the final. I don't think it's that surprising that he got beaten by James Wade, one of the greats of the game. But I tell you what, yeah. he didn't disgrace himself. Missed a few doubles early on, but by the end of it, he was averaging about ninety seven, ninety eight. I mean that's that is not a bad display. He'd have won that title against a number of other players who've won the UK Open with displays in the final because he was actually he was actually all right it's just Wade was better yeah it, uh, James took his chances and and Luke didn't unfortunately that what what Luke was missing in the final he he was getting in the in the semi-final that was that mm. was that, that was the difference but th- there was a, a few players I, I thought Christoph Ratajski kind of I'm going to say moved up a level in in the event I, I I was watching him thinking, right, you now you've now got to the point where you're you're doing it on TV. And I know Johnny Clayton didn't play great, but he annihilated him. Mm. Oh. Ratajski yeah. annihilated him. Then he played great against Van Gerwen. He's just his timing was a little off. He should have annihilated Van Gerwen. Van Gerwen was so, so fortunate to be anywhere near yeah. him at I, the I first agree. and I second agree. breaks. Um yeah, but, but that, you know that's, that's what, what that's, that's what, what world-class players do. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I was pleased for... This is going to sound a bit condescending. I don't mean it to be. I was pleased Rob Cross actually put together a couple of performances that were that were decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't look like beating James Wade, even though he averaged 100, uh, 101 Rob Cross. Uh, but that was good for him. Not uh, many people look like beating James Wade. They did. It's only Whitlock who no, should have done, no. really. And Whitlock no. kind of threw it away, to be honest. C- can we can we talk negatively about someone? Because no, all I'd day like long, all day long. As I'd long like as it's not me, because what... I get enough of that. No, I I know Mark McGinney has lost uh, a bit of weight, and when I say a mm. bit of weight, I mean like seventy eight stone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, do you know, I I I would. I, I'd like I'd like you to have a chat with him, Dan. Because I mm. yeah, he's... he is one on my list actually. Yeah, he's. I really feel for him at the moment because the way he's playing is is he's not the same player, and I I would just like to to ask him what, what what's up, what's up, mm. what's happening. You know what's what? Happening? Let's I'll go and do that. I'll go and find him at the uh, the Super Series because whenever I've spoken to Mark, he's always been thoroughly thoroughly pleasant. He's a very nice guy, and I'll I know be honest, he is, yeah. Early doors in his PDC career. Um, he, he was holding his own, more than holding his own, really. He was doing all right. I mean, he wasn't, you know, tearing things up, but he, he looked like, look, this guy's going to be on the PDC tour for a while. He might be dangerous in, in little spells once he settles, but he's lost all this weight. Um, lockdown and, and post-lockdown, he's evidently gone on a health kick, and we just haven't seen him. He doesn't look in control of his darts anymore. I mean, I saw him on stage You're two. You're right, yeah. And they do just... I mean, we were pontificating, Paul Nicholson and I, um, because um, after two days of just talking to each other non-stop in a very, very small room, you do go slightly mental and run out of things to say. Of you do. But um, we would... I know that he throws 
sort of these darts are tiny little flights and everything and he throws them in a way that they do go seemingly go very quickly to the board i do wonder with all that's changed in his physical state just having a bigger flight or doing something to try and get more stability in his darts it, he might benefit from it i don't know it just it, all i'm seeing from mark mcgee at the minute doing the same things over and over and not getting any kind of result and it's it's disappointing because yeah. He's, he was a world number one in the BDO. He should have been a world champion. He missed darts Look, to win it. He had darts. Yes, yes. He, he had darts. And not a not a, a thing that you want to have on your resume, having darts to be world champion. But he, he got to that point. And, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, he's got to change something. But I think when you have lost so much weight, you do lose that little bit of power. Mm. You, you, I think you just do. And over the years, I think that's happened to... To Phil Taylor when he's when he's lost the weight, I think Andy Hamilton has that trouble on a constant constant basis where he's not as he's not as muscular as he used to be, Andy, and his arms especially, uh, and you can see that 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 power is just not there. And Mark is he's going through it, but I I really would like to to know how he is basically. So I I kind of care. I care. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's he's on the list. We'll see if we can get hold of him. Um, MVG and Price. Uh, I thought they both looked back to something like normality. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I heard Michael Van Gerwen leave the building, the playing area, it, as usual. Michael Van Gerwen went and did his interviews, even though he lost, uh, because he's yeah. a, a thoroughly professional credit to the sport. But then I could hear him leave the building because there, I, there was a big sort of Dutch as he stormed out the building because he was not a happy man, um, despite the fact he's been beaten by another world-class display in a, yeah. in a big TV event. I think he comes out of this just like he did the World Championship where he's run into somebody playing incredibly. It was Chizzy at Ali Pali. This time it's Luke Humphreys. And yeah. sometimes you have to hold your hands up and go, you know what? Uh, there's not much I can do about that. He did somehow stand up to Ratajski, but you can't keep on doing that and stay in the tournament. But he said himself earlier in the day, semi-finals don't count. And this is this is now the longest it's gone for years that Michael Van Gerwen hasn't won a title in a year. He's not going to be at the Super Series next time out. I know he's going to be in the Premier League, but you can't win that yeah. title. It could, it could be the end of April. Um, and that's assuming the yeah. Super Series goes ahead in April in Germany because it's still that's still up in the air. We might go into May right. before Michael Van Gogh even has a chance of winning a title, yeah. and this is unheard of for the best part of a decade. And yet, yeah. I still think he's playing all right. There's there's things that I, I was noting, not not literally writing down, but when he played Jose de Souza, I'm thinking you're holding this together now. Mm. Can you cast your mind back to November with a Grand Slam when he was playing Simon Whitlock? Mm. He had the chance of beating Simon and all of a sudden, Michael's uh, composure just went out the window. If you'd have asked him his name when he was going for double four, double two, double one, he wouldn't have known it. <laughs> he would not have known it. So what's come back is the composure. The composure's back. I'm not sure... I'm not sure the brilliant performances are, but I, I still don't see the. This has been really picky now, but when he was playing well, he'd throw in like a, a 115, wouldn't he, from from somewhere on the back of like a 102, 103, then a 115, then a mm. 104, 105. Well, what he's doing now, he's doing them 10s. I'm not going to say all the time, but a majority of the time. But sometimes now. 
they're not good enough. Whereas mm. they used to be. They're well, not good take enough. last year's UK Open quarterfinal, semi-final, final, 110 average across the board, and a nine data Ooh. against Dowell Gurney to boot. I mean, it yeah. is, in terms of in terms of smashing through the finishing line, breaking the yeah. tape, that is how you do it. But yeah. I mean, I have to say, beating Ratajski in the mood he was in, right? I mean, I, I thought it was incredible. He wasn't. I mean, it's. Luke Humphreys is average. What did he average? 107 in the end. He was 107, 107, yeah. Van Gogh yeah. was still in that game. Like, this, this is yes. the thing. I mean, if Luke had just faltered a little and there was always a chance in his first ever major semi-final, Van Gogh might have got through that and then he might have beaten Wade yeah. and we might be sat here talking about, well, Van Gogh wins... Um, Van, you know, Van Gogh and he's, he's definitely... We don't have to worry about him. He's, he's, he's yeah. back in his winning hat. But... Until he said, semi-finals do not count, and yeah. unfortunately, that's the standard he set himself. There's probably, I don't know, I think there's only one other player in the world right now in Gerwin Price, who maybe Peter right, who would walk away and think, well, I haven't won the title, then I've not done my job, and that's not good yeah. enough. Everybody else yeah. is probably thinking, after night, even James Wade, the yeah, eventual champion, if he'd made the final and got beaten by. MVG or whatever. I think if he'd lost to Luke Humphreys, he'd have felt um, like he, he should have won it. But he'd have yeah. gone, you know what? I've shown I'm still, I'm still there thereabouts. I'm back up to number four in the world. What do you make of James Wade? I know he's he's a strange character. He's he's a character that is very difficult to get a read on. I was interested to hear what he said. He says that he's reinvented himself. Now, yeah. he says. Now, I, I don't know. Does he know what reinvented means? Well, maybe. I mean, we might be in a food bank situation <laughs> where we're, we're talking at cross purposes because we we're not using a common language. But I, I, I'm not sure whether he has reinvented himself at all. I think he's, he's the same no. sort of James Wade that he's been for over a decade now in that he's James Wade who turns up and wins titles. He wins lots of titles. Admittedly, that's his first big one for two and a half years. But... It's still, it's still the James Wade I know, who looks like he's going to average mid to high nineties, maybe over a ton, as he did in the final. But he's going to take out the shots that matter. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. I don't know. I don't see any reinvention from him at all. No, uh, he got beaten the final of the European Championships, didn't he? He got beaten the final of the Grand Slam. That what was that five months ago? Mm -hmm. Is there or thereabouts? I I was the the absolute moron that that thought that he would win the world championships because I just felt the time was right. Was I it genuinely, was it this weekend, the UK Open, was this generally the only time you weren't on James Wade in like the last several months? Right, since the since last year's UK Open. <laughs> what? Oh, hold on now, what's, what, what's funny? What's funny? No, that's, that's funny, Wade. That's, As that's you know, really Dan, funny. I I don't I don't back him fivers either. Yeah, he cost me. He cost me. He cost me. This is why I've got I've got nothing good to say about him whatsoever. <laughs> no, joking aside, look, I, I I think the man has got every credential you need to be forget forget pro tour events, and I don't mean this as someone that couldn't stand planning them because the the, the, the atmosphere just wasn't me but forget those i don't think the format is long enough for james to to play and be james to play like james wade and be james wade like mm. which is just be very good over a long enough format where your opponent will falter and you won't 
and James Wade is just the doing master. Enough. Do you know what? He's they, the they, master. There are, there are loads of performances that you can... And I didn't see all of James Wade. I mean, I was stuck in it. I was stuck in the board two commentary for the first two days of it. So I didn't see things on the main stage. Obviously, not everybody can see everything on every board. But you go and look yeah. at his games and the one that is the most James Wade-like of all of them is Ryan Joyce, where the last yeah. 12 legs of that game... He wins it in the last leg decider. The last yeah. 12 legs are all holes of throw and they're both yeah. averaging high 90s. Like... Yeah. It, I you can you can I can picture this game because I've seen it loads of times before with James Wade where it's yeah. like oh he's got his nose in front I know we're a million miles from the finishing line but I know what's going to happen he's just going to keep his nose in front all the way by doing enough and it doesn't matter what pressure he's going to be put under because he'll deal with it because he is an absolute machine he is a genius yeah. at dealing with pressure I'm not sure I've there are there are more talented players than James Wade I've seen them I've seen players yes. who, who can hit 115, 120 averages. The ceiling of performance is absolutely incredible. Somebody like Peter Wright, I know that Peter Wright could blast James Wade off the board. I know he could play in his yes. best. But James Wade, I, I think he handles pressure far better than Peter Wright does. I think he handles yeah. pressure far better than the vast majority of players who ever held a dart. And ultimately, I dealing agree. with pressure and performing under pressure is perhaps the most, well, maybe not the most important, but certainly an enormous part of this game. And that's why, over three decades now, he has been a major winner. He's been absolutely stupendous. And whatever you make of him as a, as a, as a character, as a, as a player, whatever, it, you cannot deny that he is such an effective dart thrower and match play player. And it seems daft to think that he couldn't win every single title in the game by the time he's finished, which could be 30 years from now. I mean, he's still a young man. Yeah, yeah he's still relatively young. Look, this is the, the thing about... We all guess, don't we? We all give it... Oh, it could have 30 years. It could have five years, 10 years. We don't know. We don't know. He could be burnt he, out in the next 18 months and never never throw over course, an 85 average. That's a possibility, but yeah. nothing suggests that's going to be the case. Yeah, I agree. And when we look at the, the likes of... Uh, Call it Michael Smith, Adrian Lewis. Uh, I'm sure there's others that, that have had... Uh, Dave Chisnell, for instance. Mm -hmm. The talent that they have got, I'm going to say on record that they have got more talent than James Wade. But, uh, okay, Adrian Lewis has won two world titles, but he hasn't won what James has won. No, in, in he's terms won four of major numbers. titles, Adrian yeah, Lewis. In That's terms of less numbers. than half. Less yeah. than half what My James Wade has. Michael Smith, Dave Chisnell, I think they're more talented than James. Their, their A game uh, would beat James's A game and so would Adrian Lewis. He, he, in fact, he would beat those three names mentioned all together playing, playing at once, Adrian Lewis, because <laughs> he's that good. But it doesn't mean that he, they're going to win more. James it Wade, his timing is impeccable, but you mentioned it. And you're right. I think you're right because I've been near the top then. And mm. it's about holding yourself together that's what it's about and it's not it's not about bottling it it's about just doing the right thing and the right time when you when it ultimately has to happen you know when you've got that one dart in hand and it's like do you know what we all think it you think it in a millisecond this is i've got to get this james will just bring the dart back like he did the one previously. Very rarely do you see James throw a, a rhythm that's too quick for him. 
Tell me you never see Chizzy throw too quick. Tell me you never see Adrian or Michael Smith throw too quick. They're just three names that I've, I've plucked off the, yeah, nah, off the list that I'm looking wrong. at. And he doesn't do it. He's got all the composure in the world. Another one that seems to have it is Price. He's got it right now. Mm. Taylor used to have it in abundance, which is why he annihilated us. And look, the thing is, it doesn't always work. Of course it doesn't. But the thing is, what you do, if you can keep your composure, if you can go through the processes that make you one of the world's best, and you can do it under the most extreme pressure, you give yourself the best chance of it yep. happening. And if you give yourself the best chance of it happening, it happens more often. And I think it's yep. something that Peter Wright has had to learn. James Wade has had it from a very very young age, pretty much as soon as he started playing PDC Dark. Yeah. And it has not gone away. And it is absolutely astonishing that he is still yeah. doing what he's doing through peaks and troughs of form. Everybody has them. He still has that thing that he can rely upon. And I'm I'm just interested to see what happens uh, now that he has got another title because you know, he's in double figures and who knows, he could double that tally before he quits. He could win or he could win anything. Um, but speaking of winning anything, uh, let's hear from our guest this week because we've been going for half an hour here. Um, Alan Souter, he is a man both Wayne and I picked out at Q School. Set. Watch him, watch him. This lad. We know, we, we know, know the game. We know, we know. I mean, we're, we're going to big this up because obviously all these times you're wrong. Oh, do you want to actually, before we do that, do you want to know the points from the weekend? Because we picked our little uh, teams. Yeah, go on, go on. Right, so, so you had, you picked MVG. Yeah. Semi-final. So well done. That's five points. Uh, beaten by Humphreys, of course. You had Christoph Ratajski, uh, who made the yeah. quarterfinal, only beaten by MVG. So, I mean, you were quids in at this point anyway, to be honest. Yeah. And then you had Joe Mernon, who unfortunately got done yeah. by Yonkai Fan. So Didn't you play only... well. He was annoyed. Mm, I mean, he did, but I mean, it's a rarity, the way that you started the season, Joe. I mean, he could do yeah. it winning some games, but let, look, let's see. Um, unfortunately... I had Alan Souter, who beat Barney. We both yeah. said he'd beat Barney, and he did. He was great, but he then did. lost out to Chizzy. When I thought he'd won, I thought he'd turn that game around. Uh, I had Dirk, who was amazing, but unfortunately yeah. he was drawn against my other player that I had, Johnny Clayton, and Clayton was, I mean, absolutely wiped the floor with him. And just when I thought that Johnny Clayton, the four man in World Darts, was going to go and win me this... He lost to your man, Ratajski, a man I've been picking in every sodding team that we've picked in these bloody <laughs> events that I've created just to create some sort of tension week by week in the Good Darts podcast. I decide not to go for Ratajski and he knocks out the ferret. So that's done me. However, we've both picked Suter. We said he'd beat Barney. We said he'd be good at Q School. We said he'd be good at the Super Series. We were right. Why don't you listen to him? You should. He's good. These are the questions that you should be asking. Right, well, this is a first for the Good Darts podcast because not only do we have a living, breathing, working, actual fireman uh, on the podcast, which is far more worthy than anything that any of the idiots who host this podcast do, um, but we've got him talking live from a fire station right now, hiding away in a kit room. Alan Souter, welcome to the Good Darts podcast. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, thank you for joining us. Look, we'll deal with the, the obvious thing first. How can you be a working fireman and presumably running into burning buildings on the reg and still be a top-level dart player. Can it be done? E don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but yeah, I think we can balance both. I, I can um, I can do this when I'm at home, and then I can practice a lot more and see what happens when I'm away. When I'm away playing darts, I treat that as I'm away playing darts, and there's nothing else gets in the way of that. So when I'm at home, I just have to work just now and see. But I've got a few options from the fire service. They've um, been really good. Um, I might not be running into burning buildings for the rest of my life anymore. I might be doing jobs elsewhere for the fire service. Okay, so how long have you yeah. been a fireman then, Alan? Is it is um, this si- in your? Yes, yeah, sixteen years. So a fair, a fair chunk of my life. Yeah. What? How? How do you get into that? Like, what? What? What um, drove you to do it? Well, I'm ex-military, so I, I was in the forces for nearly nine years, and then I think a lot of the guys in the the military end up in jobs that are in the services anyway, in the public service, um, police, fire service, ambulance, whatever it will be. Um, so yeah, just through the military, and then it's kind of similar. Fire brigade's kind of similar to the military, so it's quite hard to get in. When I applied, there was um, nine places, and there was five thousand applicants. So Sheesh. it's quite a big process to get in. But if you if you study and you're fit enough, then there's there's no barrier to getting in apart from that. Okay, like in the forces, and indeed in this in the sort of fire service, I was uh, Paul Nicholson was telling me about this. Like, there's worldwide. They have like quite a lot of sporting tournaments between various fire services. I think they they do a big darts one. Have you ever been involved in that at all? Yeah, I played in the World Firefighter Games in two thousand and eight. Ah. It's the only time I've been because sometimes it's in Australia or South Korea or wherever. But it was in two thousand eight. It was in Liverpool in the mm. Echo Arena, so where they've played the darts before. Yeah, um, yeah. I won the I won the gold medal for the singles. So I'm actually the World Firefighter Games champion back in two thousand and eight. <laughs> Absolutely. See, well, it's not the only world title you've won, is it? You had the World Cup winning Scottish team a fair few years ago as well in the WDF uh, World Cup. So, I mean, you, you do have an enormous amount of experience in darts, but if you look through your career, it sort of happens every like sort of three or four years, something big happens. So it's, it's like leap years or voting in new presidents, <laughs> like the big stuff happens in your career. Yeah, I think that's probably just due to not playing all the time, you know, and maybe doing other things in life. And I'll go and attempt the lakeside qualifiers every year, but you know, it's so hard to qualify through that. It's 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 similar to it is akin to getting through Q school. Maybe not as hard, but you have you have a lot of players that are down there at the lakeside qualifiers trying to qualify that are good, very good players. So yeah, it's, sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't profess to be a serious dart player, or, or I didn't, but maybe, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe I will be a serious dart player now. Well, I definitely will be, a hundred percent. Well, how did it all start for you then, Alan? When when did darts become a thing for you? Was it from a very young age? Yeah, from a kid. Um, my grandparents owned a, a boozer in, in my hometown in Arbroath, so my whole life growing up, my parents and my grandparents were in the pub environment. My, my dad played darts. My mum, my grand, my granda. But um, actually, speaking to Darts World last night, it sort of brought a few memories back because we went right back to the start. Mm. Um, my brother, my brother is a year older than me, and he um, he played in the World Youth back before I played in it. So he was a good player, and I kind of obviously in the house we played darts together. So he played World Youth. I went to watch him in Eros Court in London in the Windmill World Youth, and then the mm. following year I qualified and went and played in the Windmill World Youth. So yeah, it's from a very young age. What so I mean, if you're playing in those tournaments as well from a, a very young age, you, you were good from a very young age. But as you said, you know, going into the forces and then becoming mm. a fireman, 
Mm-hmm. It's darts, unless you take it, unless you really make it your entire life, then it can be forced into sort of taking a back seat. We've, seen, we've spoken to loads of players who've gone away and had families or careers or done whatever before they've come back to the game. You know, Peter Wright is a guy who played darts, went away and came back and became a world champion. What sort of has driven you to, to come back to darts You know, every time to, to keep on persevering with it, even though it's just sort of a little game or a hobby for you? Yeah, it, just, it was a hobby, but I think... I think you always go back to it because you love darts. I think just if you love darts, you love darts. And even if you have a break or you go away for a few years in the forces or you work offshore or whatever, just when you come back, you'll still want to play darts. And I think when you play Super League and County and things like that, then you become a little bit of a better player. But if you start qualifying for Lakeside and playing for Scotland and things like that, then then you are one of the top players in the country. So people recognise that. And I think... I've always just treated it as a hobby and I've never played darts for money and um, sometimes you get money, sometimes you don't. But um, I've 100% treated it as a hobby and something I just love doing at weekends or going for a week away somewhere. But yeah, it's um, I think going to Q School made it a bit more real for me and a bit more I can actually do this as a as a job, maybe as a career or do it for benefiting my family, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, you know, there are other people who noticed how talented you are. I mean, back in the day, Gary Anderson offered to sponsor you to go and give it a go, and you told him to just go away, didn't you? You had better things to do, Alan. <laughs> yeah, in the first minute I walked into Bolton last week, he grabbed me. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he grabbed me and says, what's all this about? He says, um, what are you doing? I thought you weren't going to be playing this darts malarkey. That's his exact words. <laughs> so um, he, he, had, he had a good laugh with me the first as soon as I walked in, as the first person I've seen in Bolton. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've played darts for a long time, Dan. I, I, I love darts, but I, I have played at a certain level. Counties for the last few years, I've been averaging 30 plus every match. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've been playing at a high standard anyway. So I've just got to put that into a, a weekly routine now and, and turn up at these events on the Pro Tours and, and try and execute it the way I can. Back in the day... The, the county mm-hmm. system and the BDO or WDF systems, they, they mm-hmm. were fantastic breeding grounds for talent. They were, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it, back in the day, it was it was the way. It was the sport. It was that, and that got you to things like the, the World Masters and, and Lakeside. Um, yeah. Has it, what's what's the situation over, over the last few years? Is it still as important? Is it still as fertile a breeding ground for new talent as it was? Because you've been playing the game for a lot of years and, and you've probably seen it, particularly up in Scotland where it's always been, there's always been a, a rich vein of talent to mine in this sport. Yeah, I think you've got two, I think there's two ways to look at it. I think the last few years of the BDO has been an absolute disaster and I think that's probably helped a lot of guys to maybe look at the PDC and think, you know what, I'm going to go and try that because it's got to be better and no disrespect to anybody, but I just think the people that were in charge of it have caused it. And yeah, in Scotland, there's still a lot of good players coming through, but I don't think it's as important now. I don't think County and Super League is as important. It's good to learn darts. It's good for young guys to maybe come through. But when you've got the development tour, one of the guys from my darts academy, Nathan Gervin, has been development tour for a couple of years now. He went to Q School this year for his first attempt. And I think that's maybe a route for them guys now to go development tour, challenge tour if you can't get through Q School and then hopefully get a card one day. So I, do, I think the PDC have set up properly now and they cover all bases. Obviously, COVID has, has kind of stopped that just now. But once that's back and running, I think that's a clear pathway. 
Um, I think I've met somebody from your. I've met Nathan. I mean, he's. he's I yeah. saw him. I saw him at Lakeside in one of his uh, his World Youth finals because he did tw- two years running, didn't he, Nathan? I yeah, think he twice, made the and final. he just yeah, and he rocked in at absolute superstars both times. But yeah, mm. um, and I remember being there, and I think I met somebody from your darts academy who was saying, "Oh yeah, it's a great great academy we've got set up here, and Nathan's a fabulous kid." I'll be honest, can't remember his name. I was having a very very nice afternoon, Alan. I'd had rather a lot of gin, but um. How long have you been involved in that academy, and and how has that has that grown? Are you seeing players, you know, more and more interest in the sport? I know this last year has been very difficult for everybody in terms of you know organisations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the, the last year apart is obviously difficult, but in 2012 we started it. Me and Steve Green, just a guy that used to run our county as well, we thought we went to a meeting actually about kids' darts and about youth darts. And um, in Stirling, and we thought, Do you know what, let's do this ourselves. So we 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 started it in in my hometown in Arbroath. And uh, the very first night we had forty kids, and it was cr- we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough dartboards. We had four dartboards, and it was like <laughs> wow, it was it was crazy. And when you've got kids, they just want to play darts. They don't want to sit and wait. They don't want to watch. They want to just play. So yeah, we've had before lockdown. We were have, we had seventy five members. So every Thursday night we would have seventy five kids playing darts over eight, eight uh, from six pm to ten pm. So yeah, we're a massive academy for Scotland, and probably one of the biggest in the UK. Um. In terms of the kids, that's where I seen the difference between BDO and PDC as well. Whereas a lot of the guys didn't even know who Wolfie was, mm. you know. And, and and that's when you start to sit back and think, yeah, Wolfie's a hero to me because I played darts for a long time, and I've known him for a long time. But for the kids, Daryl Gurney is their hero, or Gary Anderson, or or who, whoever in the PDC that's making it at the time. So I noticed a difference there. But yeah, the, the academy is class. I, I really love. I love doing it because you see what it means to the kids. And then for the kids as well, we've had 10 kids representing Scotland from our academy. So that's big. Mm. Um, and, and obviously Nathan has went to the development tour and been to chat, uh, Q school now. But one or two more are going to be going development tour in, in the very near future once it's all back up and running. So the guys that are 15, 16, 17 getting to the age of the development tour, they'll, they're going to come down and have a shot at it as well. So yeah, it's all good. That's all good. Fabulous! Oh, that's a fabulous achievement for the whole academy to have so many kids yeah. being involved and reaching such a level. Um, yeah. what's what? Who were your heroes when you started out? When wow. in the game? Um, well, a, a good story for you. I played in the British teenage when I was obviously a teenager with like Michael mm. Barnard and guys like that. Michael Barnard beat me in the quarterfinals back in the day, um, in the early nineties. And um, when you got on the stage for your little gift that you got, Steve beating darts was what you got as a gift. Oh, so. At the time, they were elk darts, Steve Beaton darts. So I had them, I went home, and I played with them. And ever since, I've played with Steve Beaton darts. And only a couple of days ago at the UK Open, I sat down with Steve and showed him my darts and says, look look what I'm playing with. And he's like, wow, look at them, because they're three three editions ago of his darts. <laughs> and he, he, he was like, look after them, they're crackers. So, yeah, Steve Beaton. I think when I was a youth player playing, Steve Beaton, Richie Burnett, but and all the Scottish guys as well. Bob Taylor, who played Lakeside every year, and then Mike Veach, who was always at the Lakeside. He was my first Scotland captain as well, so he's a bit of a hero to me as well. Was he so, the cat? More... Was that his name? Yeah, uh-huh. he was. Yeah, no, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's he's an absolutely fantastic player. But um, yeah, to be my first Scotland captain was was amazing. But yeah, watching you obviously grew up. Jockey was just. I was only a young kid when Jockey Wilson was the main man. Um, so I didn't really see him that much, but yeah, all the newer guys now, Gary Anderson, still in Scotland, 
Gary could stop playing darts now and still be a hero for the next 10 years, you know, to mm. everybody. He's just everything that he's done, the world titles and that, and just winning the Premier Leagues and things. He's 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 very, very held highly in Scotland and he's just, he's just loved. So, yeah, I think Gary's a great guy as well. It's actually good that I know him and I can speak to him and be, he's, he's actually part of my journey now as well, getting to see him and play darts with him or against him. Or, yeah, it's great. Well, you you haven't played against him yet, have you? Not yet, but I'm, wait, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on it because the draws I keep getting are shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, let's let's talk about it because in the very in a very short space of time, not only have you blasted your way through Q School, which is a huge achievement in itself, but yeah. then to beat the players you've beaten, the the victory against Barney on stage at the UK Open, having seen off some big, big names. I mean, Peter Wright back-to-back 105 averages, I think, in beating Peter Wright. And then who was it in the next round in the Super Series? Peter Peter Hudson. Peter Peter Hudson, Hudson, yeah. Well, look, I mean, this is is a dream start, isn't it? Or did you always have confidence that this you could go and produce this on the PDC Tour? I don't know. I always always watched it. I watched the darts on the TV and thought, I'm as good as that. And I think... You know, it's maybe like people watching quiz shows like The Chase and thinking, I could do better than that. And then when you actually get there, you don't. So I kind of, I was apprehensive, obviously, going to Bolton last week, uh, two weeks ago. But yeah, I know I can play at a level. I know I can average 90 plus and, and on a good day, 100s. So that's enough to compete. That's You don't get darts any better than that, really, unless you're, you're Michael Van Gerwen or these guys that can put in 110 on a regular basis. So yeah, I knew I could compete, but I... I Everyone's kept saying it to me. It's a dream start, and out of if you look at everyone at Q School, I'm now sitting 85th in the world rankings on the order of merit. That's that's crazy for me. That's incredible. So yeah, it is a dream start, and it's been perfect to be honest. I'm I'm really interested in this, right, Alan? You've mm-hmm. you've served in the forces. You've spent mm-hmm. a, a decade and a half in the, in the fire service, genuinely saving people's lives, running into burning buildings. I know there's be a lot of like rescuing a cat from a tree and stuff, but there's a lot of <laughs> gen- dramatic stuff, right? Like, what's a bigger buzz, like running into a burning building or hitting a match-winning dart on telly against Raymond Van Barneveld? Oh, it's totally different. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's I think. The, the running in a burning building part is adrenaline fueled, and it's not. We're trained. We're trained to do it, so we know what we're doing, and and we take certain risks. We don't risk our lives, as in carelessly. It's just it's just a risk that we take, and we, we know how to do it. So it, it's pretty. It's a pretty great feeling when you rescue people, and and you know they're going to survive. But um, here's one for you about rescuing cats up a tree. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen a cat skeleton up a tree? No. They come down when they're hungry. There you go. <laughs> hey! It's a fiver joke! I like it. I like it. Alan Souter there. Wayne, I don't think I've ever been as impressed by a man hiding from his colleagues in a cupboard, which is basically <laughs> what he was doing in that interview. Uh, I'm very impressed with that man. What did you make of him? Yeah, look, we, we've, we've spoke about him enough and we, we mention it enough because we, we like being right every now and again. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen often, but I tell you what, no. when, you, when it does happen, f- Jesus Christ, I'm going to make a thing of it. Oh, oh, oh you better believe it. He's definitely got something, and he? he he really has, and even the way that he speaks. And we we, we were talking about the the composure of James Wade. I, I watched him when he when he played Barney. He he had more composure than him. He had yeah, more composure than, than a five times world champ. Yeah. Uh, 
I've got a lot of time for Alan Suter. I like the way he speaks. I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he goes about his business. And it's a bit, it's a bit Johnny Clayton-esque, isn't it? It's a bit, do you know what? Look, look, I've got a good job, a job where I can get loads of time off, a job where they're willing, they're willing to give me uh, another role so I, I won't be putting myself in danger every day. Yeah. And I might be able to get a bit more time off. Uh, and, yeah, I'm going to take it a bit more seriously, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you know yeah. what? I, I quite I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I'm quite interested about it. Like, I, I didn't ask him about it. I should have done. But when we had Matt Edgar on the podcast uh, last week, and I, I was asking about the wrestling, and he said, yeah, you know, I'm always tempted to get back in the ring and do stuff. And then like, somebody will ring me up and say, oh, we've got this we've got this wrestling thing. Do you want to be part of it? Goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he'll speak to his sponsor, like he'll put something on social media or whatever. And then one of his sponsors, who are paying him money to get in big darts events, says, yeah. are you, what, are you going to go and throw yourself around a wrestling ring? And then, I mean, surely you might get injured and then yeah. we won't get our sponsorship value. And it's, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. Alan Suter's running into burning flipping buildings <laughs> on a regular basis. And that's his, you're going to have to deal with that. Johnny Clayton, <laughs> the likelihood of him getting seriously injured plastering somebody's bathroom is significantly smaller than Alan Suter <laughs> on his, his daily job. Um, and yet, he still thinks that he can do this. I mean, I'll give you some stats, right? Super Series, average 96 over the whole thing. Um, that's in the top 20 of the average. Brilliant. The first three days, he lost to Clayton, who made the final. We know how good he was at the Super Series. Rids, who won it. Uh, Barney, who won it that day. And then Mervyn King, and he's been playing fantastically as well. Yeah. He, he only lost to Chiz in the UK Open in the last 16. He's in this, in a, six days, right, of PDC darts since getting his tour card. He has beaten Aspinall, Chisnell, Wright, Barney and Adrian Lewis already in six days of playing PDC darts. <laughs> I mean, that is impressive. And it starts go, that's good. Good? It's amazing. Uh, I I think that he knows that, do you know what? I, I know how good I can be. I know how good I can be. I know how good I am. And do you know what? It appears that it might be good enough. I'm not saying to win world titles, to win match plays and Premier Leagues, but the way he's playing, if he averages 94, 95, which Barney did when he won his, his tour event, he can go and win one. Of course he can. But do you know what I, I love from that, that interview mostly was the fact that he tried to underplay uh, going into burning buildings and save someone. It's <laughs> like, well... We, it, it, we, we kind of plan it. it, it we, don't, we don't just run in there. It's like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're underplaying this. Hold on now. Hold on. We, do we're not trained to do this. It's not like we're asking Chizzy to go running into a burning building and save someone. Like we, we actually are trained to do it over many years and there are tactics and various things. It's not just like, yeah, that's here, right. here's a big yellow helmet, get in there, son, and do your best. <laughs> Uh, but these are the stories I love, uh, like players in different bits of the country or the world. Yeah. And they're known. They're known by people to be really, really good. But for whatever reason, they've either only dabbled in PDC darts or, or they haven't tried it at all. Jason Lowe's another one. We knew Jason Lowe was good before he got his tour card. And when we'd yeah. seen him every now and again, you're like, flipping heck, he's good. What if he came and gave it a go? Um, and over the years, we... Yeah. 
we probably have missed out on some great players. We probably have missed out on ones who've just never gone and oh, given it a go. I mean, oh, you must course. have run into some. I mean, you go and speak to people around darts, and uh, you know, the likes of George Noble, and they'll be giving it the old, oh, Dan, I saw this, I saw this guy, right, a miner's welfare in Murphy Tupil. He was a he'd have been he'd have been a seven time world champion, honestly, seven times, no fewer. You can fuck right off if you can tell me you, if you if you think. He wasn't better than Barney. You can fuck uh, right off. And it, just it's, random. It's weird. Yeah. I, but I, there'll be people like that. I'll tell you what is so weird. I, honestly, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just saying this because you mentioned George Noble. Mm. I was just about to say, George Noble and I, that's what I was about to say. We right. both know someone called Ian Coville, right? Ian right. Coville, uh, that was the most amazing player. Amazing player. You you talk to anyone. Uh, Gary Anderson will know him. Uh, Merv King will know him. Uh, Martin Adams. They'll all know this player because he was amazing back in the day. Absolutely incredible. But do you know what? He would win what was a great big event at the time, the Cockney Classic. He'd uh, mm. win like five grand. And what you had a chance to do you had a chance to double your money by beating Eric Bristow because it was called the Cockney Classic after mm. after Eric Bristow. And if you beat Eric over, I think it was the best of five, a thousand and one, right. you get to actually double your money. Well, Does that come out of Eric's pocket? No, no, no. It just came out okay. of the sponsor's pocket. So <laughs> it didn't it didn't come out of anyone's pocket. Uh Ian had already trousered the money, but it was just like an incentive, and it was like a. Uh, so do you lose the it, five grand, or do no, you? No, no. Oh, so no, you, you don't get any of that. It. I've had a lovely day. No. I've had a lovely day. I'm no. just going to keep the money no. and go home. Right. Okay. No, it's it's a bonus. It's a bonus yeah. playing Eric, but it was oh, all for days. TV. What it was, it was to like, it was basically to say, look, do you know what? These are the best amateurs in the world, but you're now going to play at Bristow, and he's going to put you in his place. That was the way it was kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I know this for, for a fact. Ian Coville then said to Eric, right, look, I know I get the five when I beat you, but how about I gamble my five and play you as well? And we'll, we'll, we'll play for 10. And five have come out of your pocket, Eric, and five have come out of mine. Eric, give it. <laughs> Eric, Eric, supposedly. Now, I've heard this from Ian myself and, and George and what have you. And it's Eric, give it. No, no. Anyway, Ian Coville beats him 3-0 over 1,001, annihilates the great man. This is in 1987, 88, 89, maybe. And that's how good, that's how good Ian Coville was. And there's people listening to this podcast that will give it. Do you remember? I know know Ian Coville. Also, they know someone else. They know someone else. But the best player, the best player ever to never make it is Scott Coleman. He played on the tour uh, or went to Q school about five, six years ago. Scott Mm. Coleman in the 90s was an absolute darting freak. That man could have won a world title. And I'm gutted to say that hardly anyone knows him. It's such a shame. He had a a family. He was a a taxi driver. Circumstances, Dan. It's all circumstances. Wow, wow, wow. You see, I love those stories. I wonder if we can... Do we know? Do you know what's happened to Scott Coleman? Can we track him down? Yeah, I can track him down. No worries. Oh, we could totally yeah. do that, couldn't we? 
That yeah. would be incredible. He, he won a tournament on on Sky, I think it was, Dan. It was something like the European Masters. Uh, Ooh, I have to look into I'm that. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. He, he beat uh, Dave Askew in the final. Right. Um, okay. Well, we're we're going to we're going to follow this up. We're going to see where we can go. I'm with absolutely. It. I'm I'm certain he did. What right. a, what a player. Honestly. Excellent. Uh, well, this is what I like. It was the Sky Darts Masters, the twenty second of June, nineteen ninety three. Did you play in he this? He beat. He beat. No. 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 He beat Martin Adams in the first round. He beat Shane Burgess in the second round. He beat Steve Beaton. Now, this is in 1993, she... where Beaton was world number one, by what the way. What an absolute nightmare draw this is, by the way. He beat Steve Beaton, <laughs> then he beat Dave Eskew, who's a two-time <laughs> world championship semi-finalist. What a, what a draw that is. And then Honestly. never really seen, of, seen or heard of again. No. All circumstance. It's such wow. a shame. But that's just that, that's, that's the one I'm putting out there. Wow, we, there we what go. What we want to well, do, look, we want to ask our listeners, ask our listeners who you yeah, think get, would look, have become world champion. Look, if you know some random, we should we should do a whole thing on like players who never did quite do it, but obviously had the talent. We'll see if we can, like, I mean, we'll perhaps get Jason Lowe on as well as a guy who, who is looking to do it. We've had suits on. These are players who, they, they've, they're taking their chance now, but many players didn't. And look, who knows what could happen? Special things can happen. And maybe special things can happen for Alan Suter over the next couple of years and beyond. I'm practicing lovely and I'm feeling good. Cool as a cucumber. I'm dedicated. I'm playing all right, isn't it? I do everything by the book. I'm practicing lovely. I'm missing the thing. Lovely. If you do everything right, you can't lose when you go up there. And then you start getting the old bum nip, don't you? Get up there and throw a lot of spanner. Rough as a radish, mate. I actually play a lot of pleb. And that's what plebs get, mate. You sit there and I'm going on. Right, the Premier League fixtures have just been announced. So from Monday, April 5th in Milton Keynes, you can get stuck in on the PDC Picks app to win cash prizes. Just download the app wherever you get your apps. We've got Glenn Durrant beginning his defence against Nathan Aspinall. A debut for Jose de Souza against Rob Cross. A ferret makes his debut as a full member of the league against Peter Wright. A girl in price for Gary Anderson, which will be tasty. And then MVG against another newcomer in Dimitri Vandenberg. We're not going to go through the games individually. It's quite some way off, but we will do uh, at a later date days uh, but now that we know the setup five days in Milton Keynes uh, and then a little break for a week and then the four days in Milton Keynes and you're going to be there for all of it I would assume Wayne is that right yep yep correct every single game every single dart thrown I'll be watching or uh making a noise over it for people <laughs> watching on TV <laughs> uh, what are you expecting I mean looking at it right now I know we've got some new faces in there but I, I genuinely, I'm not quite sure what to expect. It looks, it looks very, very strange. Dimitri is not seemingly not fit, but then again, he keeps losing games with enormous averages, doing a bit yeah. of a Luke Humphreys. But then he's going to be back in Milton Keynes behind closed doors, which is where he was so good and won the match play. Uh, Dozer yeah. looks in real trouble from what I can Doesn't see. Doesn't he just? Jose, I think he'll take to it like a duck to water. I just think you stick him anywhere and he's going to be crap at maths but brilliant at darts. Um, and I still think there are... <laughs> I, I think that the, the big three that were so far ahead of everybody for so long in, in Price, MVG and Wright 
are still looking good, but I don't think they're as far away as, as they were. So I just think it, you could have anybody top yeah. of the table after the first five days. Any any combination of results are possible. I'm, I'm slightly concerned about Rob Cross, and I'm concerned about Durrance, and I'm slightly concerned about Dimitri, but I do think that any one of them, or all three of them, could suddenly go, actually, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if any one of the ten names was top of the table after five days. Yeah, I, I, and I think that the first, the first three, four, five games are so important mentally. Mentally, forget, forget points. There's been times before where someone's lost like three on the bounce at the start. Uh, do you remember Kim Hybrex when he was in it? He was he kept averaging 107 and kept getting beat. Yeah, and it was a case of carry on like this, Kim, and you will be all right, pal. It's, yeah, it's but absolute he wasn't. kind of fact. <laughs> he was, it, he it, wasn't. It, it wasn't because <laughs> he let that he let it get to him. He let it get to him. I, I just think that, and John Part and I, I remember chatting last year, we or the year before, we actually said that just by nicking a, a draw, maybe when you don't deserve it in the first couple of weeks, it can settle you down. When you're getting nothing after the first two or three weeks, already uh, it can set in as being impossible. And you know that you may have, if you avoid relegation, another like 13 weeks. I, I, I'm concerned for a lot of them, I've got to say. I really am. Uh, I don't know uh, what Van Gerwen feels like at the moment. I know he's playing all right, but he's not winning. Mm. And you said it earlier. Semi-finals are not good enough. He, he needs to win. Dimitri Vandenberg is not fit. Price looks just a heartbeat off of being at his best, but he's not at his best. He's yeah, not. That's it. That, I Gary think there's so many question marks over all of yeah. them. Yeah. Gary Anderson isn't. Peter Riot, he's just lost it. It is uh, I commented when he was playing, his arms coming back in a different different manner. It's like a different postcode. Don't know what's happening with him. Clayton, don't worry about him. He's a plasterer, does what he likes. Rob Cross, <laughs> well, uh just uh, incredible. Jose De Salsa, you're right, he'll take to it, but it, it he may just not be good enough in the end. I don't know. Aspinall. I don't know, you know, he's the one I think. He's the one I think that Jose, I think he's going to go into. And he's so oblivious to everything. I can't give him any credit, you know. I, well, no, but, but also... <laughs> I just can't. The, the Good Darts pod, podcast mantra of, like, good darts is better than bad darts, but funny darts trumps the lot. Um, it, it would be absolutely hilarious to watch you oh. over nine days in well, three weeks in Milton Keynes just completely that. combust... Just spontaneously yeah. combust as Jose continues to get the maths wrong and continues to win <laughs> games because he's yes, averaging 108 yes. at the time. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah, matter will, yeah. that he can't this count. Is it. This yeah. is it. This is it. it. It will be. And oh, no, I get it. I because I can't hide sometimes what, what I feel. So I'll be giving it. You cannot do that and get away with it. And then he wins. And then he gets it, away with it. I'll and get wins. it on Twitter. <laughs> oh, he got away care. with it. He got away with it. No, I don't care. I don't care, right? Anyway, uh, Glenn Durrant <laughs> is is uh, he's kind of lost his rhythm. He's lost his time and he's lost his confidence. But uh, do you know? I think the same can be said for Nathan Aspinall. Nathan, is uh, said recently that this is a big year for me, and we we actually discussed it. This is the biggest year in my career so far. Well, the way he played at the UK Open, look, it wasn't disgusting. It wasn't it wasn't bad by any means, but he looks like a man under pressure to me. 
And mm. I'm Nathan, in full who's agreement. Been one of the leading players is now in the sort of chasing yeah. pack. When I, I, yeah. I there was a lot, a large part of last year, where I said repeatedly, he looks like outside of the top three, looks the most likely. And now it's just like, well, you're just part of the chasing pack. I know you can be amazing, but you don't yeah. look like you're gonna be world number four and forcing your way in there. Um, Last not that the world number four is in the Premier League, of course. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, sorry for interjecting, but last year at the Premier League, Dan, Nathan was throwing with freedom. He was throwing with a confidence. He had a swagger. Do you know, I'm not seeing that. I'm just not seeing that. And w- when I was going to say I agree with you wholeheartedly that, do you know what, after five games, after, after nine games, whatever two get eliminated, it'll be a case of, well, yeah, even at the start. Uh, uh, Michael Van Gerwen finished sixth last year. And who would have thought that? If he gets eliminated this year, it it, it could be, well, yeah, he's been on the decline. I don't see that decline in Van Gerwen. I I see him still playing well, just not getting wins. That's how I see it. But there's question marks on so many, probably like never before. And the interesting fact is that that four of the top 10 are not in it. Michael Smith's better than five of them. James Wade has, has he gone on record has, and said that? Is that what Michael yes. said? Was that his quote? Yeah, he I'm did. better than five yes. of them. Well, yeah, I bet them five of them. Chizzy can count himself probably as slightly unlucky. Uh James Wade is even more unlucky because he, he won the tournament after selection. Mm. And that what can he do? Well, what, what well, I tell you what you can do. Get yourself in the top four come selection time, and then it's an automatic yeah. pick. Because as we've said before in the Premier League, it's all yeah. up in the air. And somebody like Glenn, yeah. you got to put the defending champion in, Glenn Durren. You've you got to put the world match plate champion in, Dimitri Vandenberg. And yes. it's all well and good saying, well, I'm better than five of them. We'll go and win some stuff, and then you'll get in. Because if you it, don't win stuff, you can mouth off all you like about being in Michael better. Smith's In Michael Smith's defence... He then carried on and said, I-, I think I'm better than five of-, of those that are in it, but I've got to prove it. And yeah, I thought, and good, absolutely. Good for you. And, yeah, good absolutely. For you, and I want him to prove it because you'll struggle to find two bigger Michael Smith cheerleaders than us two. Uh, I've around. worked it out. I've, I've worked something out. What have you worked if out? If Michael Smith wins the world championships at 80 to 1, right? Mm. And then wins it again. In in 2023, so so back to back at yeah, 80 yeah. to one, which he the won't eight. be. No, he yeah. won't be. Uh, and I'll have put on just say uh, 500 quid both times. Mm-hmm. I'll still cover be down your losses. Him. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Oh, With that well, and James Wade, they're out to kill me. I yeah, swear, they're out they to do really me. Are. They really are, and good on them. <laughs> um, well, look, that's the Premier League. I mean, we, we're going to have to talk about the Premier League in much greater detail as it approaches. We've got the Super Series yeah, coming up, and, and hopefully we can. I'll, I'll take all my kit, and uh, technology winning, willing, we can do yeah. something from the Super Series. Yeah, OK. Um, but shall we, do, shall we do a little thing? Well, I reckon teams of four, got four events. All right. So four players' championship events, teams of four, uh, picked, you know, playground rules. You pick, I pick, you pick, I pick. Yeah. One in the top 16, one in the top 32, one in the top 64, one outside of that. Right, okay. Yeah? So do you want to get oh, up the okay. rankings just so you make sure you're completely in line with the rules? Because let's be honest, here at the Good Darts Podcast, we are a stickler for rules. We're, it's, there is no suggestion 
the the Good Darts podcast is anything other than meticulously planned and very, very regimented. It's not just two (laughs) idiots drinking excessively and chatting bollocks about the beautiful game. Um, That is the only part of that that monologue that someone actually believed. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give us, right, 10 points if you win the title on the day. Seven for the final, five for the semis, three for the quarters. So okay. you won the UK Open one. Uh, let's okay. see if I can get right. get my own back uh, at the Super Series, the second. So do, the do you want 16, first pick? You have first pick. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go because I don't think he's hit top gear yet, but I think, and there's no MVG, remember? So I know, yeah. I'm going to go for Gerwin Price. Are I was you? Tempted, I was tempted by Daryl Gurney. But was you? I was, I was, because I, I like what I see. I sound surprised, here, right? yeah, because I am. Uh, right, well, uh, yeah, that's understandable. But I'm going to go for Gerwin Price because I think right. he, because he was horrendous at the first Super Series. I don't think that continues. I, I'm going to go for Gerwin right. Price. Where, where are you, you looking in the top sixteen? Right, I have two that are just sticking out to me. I think Dave Chisnell's playing well, but he doesn't get near winning enough. And he finds a way, finds a way to lose. I'm going to go Ratajski mm. in the top 16. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be hoist by my own Ratajski petard here, aren't I? Like, <laughs> I don't, back in Ratajski for weeks and weeks and weeks in every possible thing. And then I deviate from him and he's done me at the UK yeah. Open. And he might yeah. do me at the Super Series. Okay, yeah. okay, Ratajski for you. Uh, I'm going Gerwin Price. I don't mind that. And I tell you what, I hope they play each other because they're great when they play each other. It's amazing. And they just. Oh, honestly, it's like McEnroe Borg. It's it's really <laughs> like such a clash of characters. And occasionally, yeah. if you really goad Ratajski, he, he joins in with a shouting match. A.D. Yeah, Lewis does. has done it. Price has done yeah. it. When he really, I mean, one time he, he celebrated so hard doing his big double fist, but he fell over. It was amazing. <laughs> Honestly, he got ah! it's of Polish you, exclamation and then fell over remember, and then bounced off the hockey. It was amazing. Do you remember oh. when uh, it was shortly after? The, I, I think it was the the Players' Championships where was it? Price was was five nil. Was he five nil down to Ratajski? Pulled it back. Uh, oh, the Players' Championship finals. Or was he five nil up? I think yeah, he was, in the Players' Championship finals, he, five nil up or five nil down. I think and he's five it, no down, got it back, and then screamed yeah. at Ratajski, and Ratajski took out the winning shot, and just yeah, it was. And Ratajski just kind of he looked through him like Ivan Drago just looked through Sly. <laughs> it, it was like, look, mate, 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 do what you like, I, I do what you abs- like. I, I will I, break you. Do what you like. <laughs> I absolutely love Ratajski. He's amazing. But there yeah, you go. Me like, too. You get Ratajski. I get Gezi Price. Um, top thirty-two. I mean, right. I mean, I'm I tempted to go... F- uh, well, I mean, I want... There's two that I really want to go for. Right. Oh, right. The, the, I know the two. Yeah. Oh, which... Well, I was going to go for Ferret. Ah. Or uh, Dirk. Oh, right. You really are going for the... Fu- I knew he was going for Dirk. I thought yeah. it was going to be 21 or, or 31. But you know what? Right. Because because I'm I'm a big fan of the hipster picks. And he's, yeah. he's he, in the 40s now in the rankings. And I really like how he's throwing. I really think he could be good. Uh, the Super Series. I'm going to go Kim Hybrex. Right, okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah? That's not as, as mental a pick as you might have thought. No, I get it. No, I, I like the way he's playing, mate, also. Mm. Uh, do you know what? There's two screaming out at me. There's uh, loads in that. That sort of chasing pack from 30, 33 to 64, flipping it. You could look at loads of players there and go, 
I could see you being in the top sixteen if you get your act together. But you can't. Do you know what's changed? Do you know what's changed with me recently? I've mm. gone completely off of Lewis and Dizwan. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like the way that I I I just I change weekly, but I don't like yeah. the way they're playing. And I've got to say, uh, this I, I've never said a, a bad word about Steve Beaton in my life because why would you? Do you know what he? I think he may have run his race. Don't say that. Come horrible. on. Don't know. No, sorry. No. Sorry. No. No. Hang on. I'm looking on. at his name and he's he's making me well up because I I love him. I love him more than more than Nanette loves him. And by the way, that's, that's Nanette Beaton, his wife. Right. Yeah. Do you the know what I'm going for? Earth. Yeah, go on. Do you know, I'm going for, it's either Vincent or Devon. I like the way Devon played his B game, that's all. His B game was, was good. He's Do you know what? His B I'm going to go, though, it? yeah, that's the problem. Right, mm. I'm going to go Vincent van der Voort. Vincent van der Voort, I think that's a Who's not a prolific choice. winner. No, but he's he's been, he, you know what? Four pro toy events, you could see him in three quarter finals. If, yeah, he, if he plays yeah. all right, I, I can totally see that. Um, okay, the top 64, I've got two. It is, it is the number national number twos, and I'm not sure which one to go for. And my my head says Damon Hetta because yeah, do, yeah. he's incredible. But my Good heart, pick. and I'm going to go with my heart, and I picked him before, and he's let me down, and he let me down at the weekend because I thought he was going to go and do something special, and he threw a game away, and I can't remember who he lost to, but he should have won it. Max Hop, I swear yeah, it's coming. Look. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm keep nailing to? my colours to the Max Hop mast because when it comes, when it happens, I'm gonna be jigging through the streets of Birmingham, which is where I live. That's not just a random like. I'm not just picked a city. I think Max is a pretty good pick actually. Uh, right, hold on now. Sorry, I'm having trouble with this one. It's, it's right. yeah, it, it's. Right, he lost to Peter Jacks, by the way. Just, just Peter recorded. Jacques, That's why yeah. I was. Jacks, is that how we say it? Jacks, Jakes. That's how I say it. <laughs> Peter uh, Jacks, uh, Peter Jacks. You know from... I'm going to go for. Yeah. Do you know I'm going to? <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm doing this purely because I've had three glasses of champagne. This is <laughs> hilarious. Right. Matthew Edgar. Hey, Matt Edgar. <laughs> Mardell is getting on board the Edgar train. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? He'll average, and uh, do you remember me predicting this in the worlds? He'll average eighty-seven point nine three. Look, he'll average eighty-eight point seven one the whole day and get through to a last sixteen, maybe twice, and that Mm -hmm. might be enough. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, fair play because I think in uh, this is I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast. Nearly a year. It's got to be something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we've been doing this podcast nearly a year, and I think this is the first time in the entire history of the Good Darts podcast that Wayne Mardle has done something that might, might possibly increase the listenership, or at least how it's going to get shared on social media by picking yeah, that's Matt right, Edgar. Yeah. This is the only yeah. time that's happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well done, Wayne, for finally getting on board the promotion train. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, realise how e- I didn't realise how easy it was, but it's it, it making feel a bit dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it feel a bit dirty. Actually, can I withdraw that? <laughs> I feel a bit solid, so I'm going to withdraw yeah. the Edgar pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be the only thing that would really. I mean, that would be even better. But no, you stuck with that. Um, beyond okay. 
Beyond the 64, who are you going for? Um, oh, I, I mean, I should go Suits because he's the guest on the podcast and I should back yeah, him. Of course should, and yeah. it would be sensible. But the other, again, ah. the other one that I'm, right. uh, I'm looking at and I like, and I've already picked his former World Cup teammate, is Martin Schindler. I don't know, it's a toss up. Yes. I'll, I'll ask the coin of fate. Do I have, oh, no, in typical fashion, I don't have a coin. Uh, hang on. Oh, I've got a wine bottle top. Let's give this a go. Hang on. Right. So, You've got. Hold on. Does it not have a cork? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a screw top, Wayne. I'm drinking wine. It's only a certain level of sophistication. You're the one on the champers. Yeah. You're on Sky Money. I'm on PDC TV Money. This is how this works. Right, okay, Do you know what's so, funny? I've got mm. the roly on my arm and I'm pouring Sean Don. And that is literally, that, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean. What a yeah. life, eh? Darts yeah. is all right. Yeah. Re- remember, guys, <laughs> we're men of the people and we're just like you. He just happens to be in his mansion no. drinking champagne. I'm in a basement oh, in Birmingham fun. if you like drinking screwed up wine. Uh, right. I'm going to twist that. Right. Where's it go? Top sop. It's going to be Schindler. Oh, Christ. No, it's landed on its, <laughs> it's landed on its side. Can I have both? <laughs> Do you know what, Dan? Have both. Have both. Uh, you know, you know, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's rolled over. It's Martin Schindler I'm picking. So I'm foregoing right. suits and going for Shindy. Right. I'm going Scott Waits. Oh, that's a good one. I was tempted yeah. by him as well. There we go. Uh, so you're going to yeah. go uh, t- Ratajski, uh, yeah. then Big Dev. Yeah. Uh, then Matt Edgar. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going for Scott Waits. Oh, that's not a, bad, not a bad little foursome. Well, look, yeah, I like I mean, that. You, you guys playing along at home, you can pick your four. Pick your four now, and then we'll see where we stand uh, at the Super Series. We're going to be back during the Super Series at some point. Uh, not Whoa. quite sure when. We'll figure it out. I've made an error. Sorry to interject again. Oh, hang on. What have you done here? We've not picked Barney, have we? Well, that's all right. You don't have to. All right. Is Barney better than Waits? Is Barney better than Waits? The, the answer for me is yes. Right, I want to change my last pick. Sorry. You want to change your sorry. last pick from Waits to yeah, Barney? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't matter anyway, because Suits is going to smash him all up, so it won't matter. Um, but anyway, we will be back during the PDC Super Series 4 Players' Championship events taking place uh, just next week. Not sure when we're going to be. Maybe after the first one, maybe after the first two. It depends when Wayne can just get back in his little box and keep cracking open the bottles of sparkling wine. I'm not even sure it is champagne. It's probably... Is it, is it Asti Spumanti? Is that what it is? No, it's Moe and Chandon. No, you, you are so, so flash. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we did have markets on the PDC picks last week uh, or last time out in the Super Series. We'll probably have them again. I certainly hope so. But if you are getting involved, you've got to be 18 years old, resident in the UK. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. If you don't, I will personally predict you to succeed in all your personal and professional endeavours, immediately condemning you to failure. <laughs> Uh, and if you're afraid to have problems with gambling, uh, visit BeGambleAware.com. That was fantastic. That is, we've Do you know been what? Champagne fucking works. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. 